This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. This is the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast with Andy Hill, session number 62. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Thank you for being here today, everybody. Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you and your family are having an incredible day together. In our family, this is a day for spending time with the ones you love, being thoughtful, and creating fun memories together. For the past couple of years, Nicole and I have added a new tradition into our holiday mix. It's called the Big Purge. (laughs) This is dedicated time for us to walk around the house, decide what things don't bring us joy, and we give them away or sell them. Clothes, toys, books, shoes. If we don't use it, we're not keeping it. (laughs) It's quite freeing and uh, and refreshing, actually. We like doing this right around Christmas because this is the time when a bunch of new stuff comes into our house. It starts to get a little overwhelming. And for our kids, we also want to make sure we're setting up an understanding early for them that more stuff doesn't equal more happiness. (laughs) Now, there's nothing wrong with having things, liking things, and wanting things. That's just, it's human nature, especially when you're a kid. It's all good. From our own personal experience, though, we've found most of our joy in life has been derived from experiences, memorable, fun, rewarding experiences. In my never-ending quest to give my kids the best life possible, I reached out to Tanya Van Court about this very subject of helping our kids appreciate experiences over things. Tanya is the founder and CEO of a company called Goal Setter, They created an organization that's helping kids save for the most important moments, experiences, and goals in their lives. If you're a parent with young kids, you'll really enjoy this fun chat with Tanya. Her experience as a parent and a professional who's working to help kids succeed is perfect for this show and perfect for this day, if you ask me. (laughs) After our time with Tanya, we're highlighting another Money Master of the Week. But first up, let's learn how to help our kids set savings goals and get more out of life with the founder of Goal Setter, Tanya Van Court. How's it going, Tanya? Thanks for being here. Thank you, Andy, for having me here. I took a shower this morning for this uh, interview and everything. Oh, perfect. Well, you know, I did too, so we're both clean and we're ready to rock. So thank you so much for joining this morning. Uh, Tanya, tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Goal Setter. We're very excited to hear about that. Sure, I'm happy to. I grew up in Northern California, but I now live on the East Coast in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I happen to have, in a former life, led preschool and parenting digital products for Nickelodeon. So I was responsible for NickJr.com and Noggin.com and all kinds of great iconic brands that probably a bunch of your moms and dads and their kids uh, have have enjoyed growing up. Um, So yeah, and then uh, one day my own daughter said to me, hey, mommy, for my ninth birthday, I really only want two things. And I said, okay, what's that? She said, number one, I hope people give me enough money so I can finish saving for an investment account. Wow. 
Yeah. What did you do to her? <laughs> I tied her up in a closet and made her say investment account 30 times. No, That's no, no. Awesome. I didn't do that. I actually just, I told her, Andy, I said, look, if you save a hundred dollars, I'll match you a hundred and we'll set up an investment account for you. So literally I could have said, and we'll set up a snuffleupagus for you. All she heard was, if you save $100, I'll match you 100 And that's what <laughs> matters. Very good. Matters, yeah. So she got super excited, and she started saving, and she saved like $30. She was hustling. You should have seen it, Andy. It was the best thing ever. I was like, wow, I don't have to clean up anything in my house anymore. She'll do everything. She was totally hustling for that, for that to get to that $100. But she got to like 30 and then her birthday rolled around, and she's like, Oh my gosh, ding, 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 light bulb goes off. If people give me money for my birthday, then I can save her this investment account instead of getting a bunch of stuff that she knew she wouldn't need or want or use. Hmm. So so that was what ding, ding, ding made my own light bulb go off. And I was like, oh my gosh, on birthdays and holidays, we're giving kids so much stuff and we're really teaching them values of consumerism and excess because it's just stuff in my house, and I know in so many other houses across America, it sits in a corner yep. and you know it piles up. And I wanted to teach my kid differently. I wanted her to understand that money is really powerful, and it's powerful for her and her future. It's powerful for other people, and they're present. It's powerful in helping other people. It's powerful in helping yourself. And so, um, so that's when I decided to start Goal Setter. So that was a long answer. I'm so sorry. No, but. it's a great answer. That's exactly what I wanted to know about. That's cool. So um, when your when your daughter was getting excited about this, what what type of chores were, was she getting into, and 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 how did she build up this this cash? You said she started helping clean around the house, the birthdays. What else, what else got her motivated to to hit these goals? It was literally anything and everything she could find around the house, Andy. It was fantastic. I was like, wow, our basement stairs have never been so clean. But, you know, there was just so much that normally I would do as a mom or I would put on my to-do list as a mom and say, oh, I got to get to that. I got to get to that. And it was quite frankly really nice to have her helping around the house in ways that she wouldn't traditionally help. She absolutely has chores. Um, and you know, my kids, if they do their chores, they get paid for their chores. And I know there are lots of different perspectives on allowance, but I also have this whole philosophy of a hustle list. And if you find hustles that you complete around the house, I'm willing to give you extra money. And we negotiate on what that extra money is because I want to teach them how to value their work and how to negotiate on their own behalf. So I love that. What is on this hustle list? So everything is on the hustle list from uh, sweeping the backyard leaves, which my son just this morning was like, mom, I'll sweep the backyard leaves, but I need $5 to do it, not $4. There are a lot of leaves out there, mom. He's doing negotiating. I love it. Exactly. Exactly. That is great. Um, Cleaning out the cat's litter box. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely one, you know, and that's one that they can negotiate on and just, I will bowl over. I hate (laughs) something mom doesn't want to do. (laughs) No, exactly. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So so anything and everything around the house to help you, you know, uh, keep some sanity uh, with your day, but then also teach them the value of hard work and with hard work comes reward, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, 
it, it's so funny because Andy, when, when we have kids, what do we always say? We always say we want our kids to have a better life than we had. Yes. Right. Um, but what does that really mean? I think that if we do that introspection and say, what does that really mean? You know, you don't want your kids to have a quote unquote better life where they don't have any chores. They don't learn responsibility. They don't learn accountability and they turn into adults who don't know responsibility, don't have accountability. So it's not about giving them an easy life. It's about giving them a life where, you know, they know more than we did, where they have more exposure than we did, where they learn these things earlier than we did, where they make the mistakes and learn from them earlier than we did. So, you know, I, I try to keep in perspective what it means for them to have a better life. And to me, it means for me to teach them more stuff earlier than I learned later and sometimes too late. Oh, I love that perspective. That is a really great way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, we don't want the... Yes, we want them to feel safe and protected, but we don't want to make a cushy, you know, a cushy life where they feel like, oh, I've got all the things I need. Mom and dad were saving up for it, and I'm good now. Because then, you know what? When they grow up, that is, I mean, talk about a way to crumble the family tree. I mean, they're gonna, they're not gonna know what it's like to work hard. They're not gonna know what it's like to really make some difference in in the family in in your goals for your family. So I. I am right with you there, Tanya. Absolutely. <laughs> well, very cool. You started to poke a little bit at um, just the mass consumerism that we've got going on in, I guess, our country, probably other countries as well. I'm not as familiar with what's going on in other countries, but I know here in the U.S., we are a consumeristic, I don't know if that's a word, society. <laughs> and um, when this episode goes live, it's just going to be shortly after one of the biggest holidays where spending takes place. Christmas. Why, I know. Why do you why do you think the US is drawn so much towards consumerism? You know, I think that for so many people, um the 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 trappings of consumerism, the the flashiness, the oh I have this nice car, oh look at this label on my shirt. Um it, it is a way of validating to the world that I'm doing okay, right? And in many ways, quite frankly, I think that Facebook um, is that same kind of vehicle for so many people, right? People post all these wonderful, amazing stories on Facebook, and you think that everyone's lives are perfect, except for yours. (laughs) Um, And consumerism is much the same thing, right? It's our way of creating this story, that, um, you know, our life is great and our finances are great and we've got it all figured out when we all know that, you know, two out of three parents is really you know, struggling in terms of their ability to save for their children's education. You know, two out of three parents um, say that they don't have enough money for their, col- for their kids' college fund. Um, but we also know that two out of three parents says that their kids have too much stuff. And so it's really ironic, Andy, that, you know, we, we bury ourselves in this picture of success, but the reality is that we don't have enough money saved for the things that are really important to our families. So, you know, I think we are all just, it it goes back to that same old phrase of keeping up with the Joneses. We are all trying to keep up with the Joneses on the left and, you know, the Smiths on the right. Um, 
And at, at the same time, we're, we're drowning in a pretty picture that, you know, really isn't a reality for most of the households in this country. Well, there's this sort of a uh, wave of minimalism that's coming. I feel like it's maybe I feel like it's a wave because I'm into it and I'm talking to few folks like you. But yeah. what's it going to take to, I guess, make the make the big changes? Like I'm thinking about. Uh, the conversation that I would need to have with my mom and dad about how they shower my kids with, with these things, gifts, stuff. I mean, I, I it it sounds bad to complain about it. I feel like I feel so prideful that I have family that cares for my kids so much. But how do we channel that care into these big goals? How do we have that conversation with our family members about just needing less stuff? Absolutely. You know, you're right, Andy. It's so hard because your mom and dad love those kids so much that they just want them to be happy and they just want to be a part of that happiness, right? They want to be recognized for contributing to their happiness. So, you know, that's actually what we try to accomplish, quite frankly, on Goal Setter. We try to tap into those emotions, but do it in a different way, right? We try to tap into the emotions of, I want to celebrate my kids. I want my kids to feel special. I want them to know that I love them. But we just reorient and redirect how we do that. And so, you know, what we do at Goal Setter, and I I guess I should have told you this. I know you asked the question earlier, but we were having such great conversation. I forgot to tell you. (laughs) Um, We let kids sign up for goals instead of getting more consumer goods on birthdays, holidays, and all of those gift-giving moments throughout the year, right? Hey, you lost a tooth. You got good grades. You got your first Girl Scout badge. There's so many reasons to acknowledge and recognize our kids. And so we let them sign up for goals. And we let them sign up for goals in three big categories. They can save for the future, share with others, or spend on something or an experience that really matters to them. And then they get a personalized URL, very similar to LinkedIn. They can, you can send it out for a birthday invitation, or you can just send it out to your, to grandma and grandpa, um, to auntie and uncle who, you know, all want to acknowledge your kids. And anytime they want to check out what that kid is into and up to, and they want to support them, they can go give towards their goal setter profile. So they can help your kid, you know, we have something on the uh, the site called goal cards as opposed to gift cards. So when you give a gift to someone on Goal Setter or even someone off of Goal Setter, the kid doesn't even need to have a profile for you to give them a goal card on your way to a birthday party. But we say goal cards, you know, when you give a gift card, it says, I can't wait to see what you buy next. Hmm. When you give a goal card, it says, I can't wait to see what you do next. I like that. So, you know, we, we encourage family and friends to give goal cards to kids and help that kid with their dream of, I want to become a photographer, so I'm trying to buy a camera. Or I really love chess and strategy games, so I want to take this, go to this really cool summer camp that I found. I mean, these are the things that kids really care about. So, Andy, to answer your question about what to say to grandma and grandpa, just tell grandma and grandpa, hey, we talked to, what's your kid's name, Andy? I got Zoe is my uh, almost six-year-old, and I think this is probably the most relevant for her. Perfect. So, hey, we talked to Zoe, and she said what she really wants this summer is she really wants, what's Zoe into? Zoe loves, let's see, well, she loves some Disney princess action, but she really is into going to a dance class with her good friend. So she's interested in that, and then, you know, Nicole and I look at the costs of, signing her up for constant dance classes and it kind of makes our head hurts, but we want, we want to support her too, but something like that possibly. 
totally, right? So Zoe wants to go to this dance camp this summer. For her birthday, everyone, we're asking everyone to contribute to her summer dance camp. Are you kidding me? Grandma and grandpa don't want Zoe to go to her dance camp? They absolutely do. So it is about tapping into their emotions, tapping into that support and that love that they have um, and getting them excited about the same things that your kids are excited about. Because the truth is, when they go and stare at the shelves in Target and they're trying to find a gift for Zoe, they really do want to find something that she loves. It's just probably, you know, a 1% probability that they will be able to do so. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And, you know, we talked about, we talk about grandma and grandpa, right? How do we, <clears throat> how do we teach our kids that less is more? You know, they don't need as much stuff. They need to hit these goals. They need to have these experiences. How do, how do, how do those conversations go? So, you know, the, the thing that I have found really works well um, with my kids. And so you have Zoe, who's six. I have Hendrix, who's seven. Um, and they have cool names together. And X oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Hendrix is seven. Um, I have Gabrielle, who's 12. And I have Maxwell, who's 20 months. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a little crazy. But you can see, you know, I really have the span of kids. And so, you know, a lot of it also is about talking to the kids about what's important to them. So Hendrix is my super duper sensitive child. Hendrix, um, you know, when we live in New York City, so, you know, there's lots um, for us to be thankful for, but lots of people who also need help in New York City. So if we're walking by a person who's homeless, as an example, Hendrix will say, Mom, please, can we stop? Can we give them some money? Um, he's, he's very, very sensitive. And so, you know, in terms of goals, um, with Hendrix, when we, when his birthday is coming or when Christmas is coming, we sit down and we talk about, and you know, I'll sit, uh, ideally you sit in the middle of their room with all the stuff that's surrounding you that they already have. Right. And I say, Hey, Hendrix, look at the books in your bookshelf. You got a lot of books, right? Look at the toys over there. You got a lot of toys, right? So let's sit down and talk about what our goals are for this year. And, you know, we talk about, some of our goals are saving for the future and saving for college, saving for things that are important to you. What do you think some of those things might be? And you get their ideas and you open up the conversation with them, right? And then I say, so, you know, we should also come up with a goal for sharing with others because we have so much stuff. What are the kinds of, you know, who, who do we want to help? What are the things that you care most about? So, you know, you know, because at age six, I'm sure that Zoe is super smart and already, you know, super engaged in what she cares about. And then when you get to the conversation about spending on something you really like, you know, you talk to her about what she's excited about. So she's excited about dance. Hey, mom and I found these two dance classes. Let's check them out. Let's watch the videos on YouTube of both of them. Do you want to go to the one of these dance classes? Okay, so for your birthday, you can either get more stuff. Let's look around this room. I think you got a lot of stuff, right? Or you have your five favorite things that you always play with. And I don't know if you need more. There's nothing, you know, really that you're excited about uh, that I've seen. Or you could not get more stuff, and instead, you could go to this super cool dance class. This is genius. I am finding you at the exact right time in my life when my kid is just getting to that point of wanting things or wanting you know, either stuff or experiences or hitting these goals. So this, ex- this advice is perfect. Thank you. Hey, awesome. <laughs> hey, everyone. Just a quick announcement to let you know that I'm in the midst of finalizing a brand new resource called the Young Family Wealth Playbook. I'm taking all of the knowledge I've gained after interviewing over 50 self-made millionaires, 
debt-free parents and personal finance experts like Tanya. In January, I'll be sending the seven-step guide to the members of the Marriage, Kids, and Money community first. If you're interested in receiving this free resource, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com join. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com join. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. Let's jump back into our conversation with the CEO of Goalsetter, Tanya Van Court. Very cool. Well, let's um let's walk through a little bit of the details of how Gold Setter works so people understand. So, walk us through just I'm I'm a let's just say I'm going to do it today. What do I what do I do in order to, you know, go uh, to the website, sign up and how does the process go? Just kind of walk me through it. Yeah, sure. Super duper easy. You go onto the website you will um, sign up. You have to be a parent to sign up because you are setting up a savings account for your kid. It's a real legitimate FDIC insured account. So we need to be sure you're a real legitimate uh, FDIC insurable person. <laughs> um, so you sign up as a parent and that's just, you know, your name, your address, uh, additional um, verification details about you. You add your kids. Um, and so you can add as many or as few of your kids as you want. We have legitimately found that parents of all age kids really love goal setter because as you can imagine, no one knows what to buy for a 16 year old. And similarly, no one knows what to get for, or, you know, the one year old already has too much stuff. So you add your kids. Um, we very, then very easily let you add goals. I mean, you can just literally check off some suggested goals that we would put forward, um, or you can type in your own goals. And so we put those suggestions to give people ideas. Like I want to say for a dance class, but if your kid isn't into a dance class, they're into a robotics class, you just type over it and you very quickly choose your goals. Um, then we let you connect your bank account to goal setter. So you can connect your own parents' bank account because what that enables you to do is both get the gifts in and so, again, we have to have a valid bank account connected to your kid's goal setter account. So you can get the gifts, gifts in, but you can also cash out, right? So when you receive the, the $300 worth of contributions for Zoe's dance class and you're like, great, it's time to sign up for the dance lessons, you just hit a simple cash out button and it goes back to your parents' checking account and you can go and um, buy the thing that you and Zoe had been saving for. Um, so you connect your bank account and then after you connect your bank account, you get to your Goal Setter profile page that includes your kids' uh, personalized pages. And again, they each have a link. So you grab that link. You can send that link out in birthday invitations, or you can just send it out for everyday purposes for grandma and grandpa to know what Zoe's into and how to support her. Um, and so that's it. It's really, really simple. It's really easy. Um, and then the, the other nice thing about it, Andy, is you know when you sign up, um, so when you sign up your kids, you can also designate which goals your autosave goes to. 
So you can say, I'm going to put aside $50 every month, but 25 is going to go to summer camp and 25 is going to go to college. So you can save for short-term goals and long-term goals. And then finally, you know, when someone else is giving towards um, your kid's goal, they can designate what they want to give to. So grandma can say, I want to be the hero and give $50 towards that bike she really wants. And then I'll also give $25 for her college fund to support her long-term goals. So, you know, it really lets the, the giver be specific. And then finally, you know, the thing that I will say that's super fun, and we talked about the emotional connection, is when you support someone's goal, it's not just a, a credit card transaction. I mean, they, you, you would pay via a credit card, but you get to choose a goal card. And a goal card is a digital gift card. And they are super cute and fun. You choose a happy birthday one or a happy or congratulations on your graduation card. So we have all kinds of cards in there. A, a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. And, um, and then grandma can upload a picture and a, a nice little note um, and send that card along. And then, you know, the granddaughter can get the card along with the money to support her goals and write back a thank you note to grandma. So it's, you know, we do really try to tap into the emotional connection because it's not just about money. It really is about supporting kids and their goals. That's great. Are, are you guys doing anything, I mean, in your blog or in your communication about battling that social stigma of I need to physically give them something as a gift as opposed to providing, you know, monetary contribution? Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, there's a little bit of social stigma there, and I feel like that, that needs to be addressed. Have you, have you addressed that in any way? You know, that is a really great um, point and a really great question. And, you know, we it's need like people to, need to be coached about that. Do you know what I mean? Totally. We, yeah, we, yeah. we can absolutely do more because I think there are many ways to, um, to address that social stigma. So one of the things that we do try to, to, to do and, and we're really clear about is all of the data and the statistics that combat that. Right. Hmm. So as an example, kids who have college funds are six times more likely to go to college why would we want to buy a kid four Spider-Man dolls instead of contributing to their college fund, right? So we try to tell people why this is so important. You know, the other data that is absolutely, you know, verified and valid is people who give an into a joint goal for as a gift are happier as givers than people who buy a thing that they're not sure that the person is going to like. Um, so yes, to your point, we do try to attack it in some ways, but there is definitely more that we can do. Oh, one of the other things that we do is we give people language that they can use. So we say, Hey, you know, do any of the following apply to you? Right? Like number one, down with plastic. Number two, trying to teach my kid good values. Number three, getting a jump on college right? There are so many reasons to share your profile, which one of these might apply. So we give them language to help them share. That is great. I think that's, uh, that's going to help people a lot. Not only are you providing the, the, the tool to make it happen, but uh, the advice on how to break the social stigma, I think, is very, very needed. One thing I wanted to ask you, you started to talk about uh, saving for college. Does your system partner with 529 providers, or is this simply like a, a savings account set aside for saving up for college, like FDIC insured? Yeah, so we don't partner with any 529 accounts currently, although we are exploring some of those conversations. Um, so what we offer is just a college savings fund, and it's just an FDIC insured savings account. The reason we think that's important is because 
literally 66% of parents don't know what a 529 account is. What we don't want to do is we don't want to bury people in jargon because we know 100% of parents know what a college fund is, right? And 100% of grandparents. So we don't want to bury people in jargon. So um, we want people to start saving for their kids' college. Um, But at the same time, we do want to provide vehicles for, you know, once they've saved $500, once they've saved $1,000 to help guide them into the appropriate financial vehicles for them to invest at the next level. That's great. That's great. That that helps me understand it a lot. Um, So I understand that uh, you have developed this company, but you also want to make sure that you are inserting your values in there of, of sharing and giving back and uh, tell us how Goal Setter is doing that as, a, as an organization. Absolutely. So um, we are giving 5% of all of our transaction fees back to our nonprofit partners. Um, because, you know, to your point, Andy, it is one thing to encourage kids to save on behalf of people who need it and organizations that need it. Um, but we as companies need to do the same thing, right? Like we need to say, hey, there are so many causes out there and so many kids-related causes in particular. Those are the causes that we partner with, kids-related causes. So there's so many kids-related causes and, and kids who just don't have the opportunity to you know, save money towards big dreams and big goals because they are you know, battling um, just getting a, a, enough meals today. So you know, we, we really want to be uh, to live the values that we teach the kids on our site. And so that's what we're doing to live our values. Excellent. Well, that's great. Well, so working with Goal Setter will not, not only allow you to improve your kids' knowledge about uh, working hard and hitting their goals, but it also helps uh, their broader community at large. So congratulations on that. I think that's awesome, Tanya. So, Tanya, um, you know, we're, we're, we talked a lot, of day, a lot today about getting our kids to think in a, I guess, better money mindset. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of opportunity to spend time with my kids, read them books. Do you have any suggestions on books that uh, you've used in the past to help your kids uh, think smart about money? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I came from Nickelodeon preschool. So um, <laughs> a lot of my early experience, Andy, was with, helping my kids when they were four years old, five years old, learn about money. Because I'm one of those firm believers that whatever you do in the preschool years carries over to the rest of your kids' lives. So the book that I happen to love, um, because again, I was at Nickelodeon and and Max and Ruby were a big uh, Nickelodeon set of characters. There's this book called Bunny Money that um, my kids and I read when they were little. And Max and Ruby were trying to, to buy a birthday present for their grandma. Um, but in the process of going to buy that birthday present, there were so many distractions that were trying to like eat up the money that they were, that they were saving to buy the birthday present for grandma. So Max was like, Ruby, I really want some lemonade. How about that lemonade? <laughs> and I love that book because it was such a real world book. It also had like, pictures of money in there. And so, you know, you could, and it taught you how to count and subtract from the hundred dollars that you had to, you know, see how much you ended up with at the end of the trip. So it was a very practical book in terms of teaching, um, counting and counting with money, but it was also just a real world life book in terms of teaching us that you can't buy everything you see as a great starter book for anyone with young kids. That's great. I'll have to check that one out for sure. Very cool. So we are, um, we've, we're talking to a lot of parents today, more than likely if they've tuned into the show 
And some of them are thinking, I, I just have kids that want and want and want. I need to I need to get out of this cycle of craziness. I need to make a change. What what would you say to them today? You know, I would say to them that today is the day to make that change for your kids because the later that you wait, um, those habits just become inculcated and you want to teach your kid now how to have a great relationship with money because if they learn it at five, they'll know it at 25, they'll know it at 35, they'll know it at 45. And I've seen that. I've seen it with tons of people who I've talked to who have said, you know what? My grandpa started a savings account for me when I was five years old, or my mom started talking to me when I was six about saving for something that I really want. And I'm a big saver today. I've, I've heard those stories again and again and again. Um, and so, you know, for me as a parent, like uh, it, things all just, um, you know, there, there are parallels in every single aspect of our lives and our financial life for our kids is no different, right, than than the food life that we give our kids, right? I have a kid who like only wants to eat carbs all day, every day. <laughs> and she wants like, you know, a croissant for breakfast. She wants pizza for lunch and she wants pasta for dinner. And if I let her do that, I promise you when she was 25 and 35, she'd be eating a croissant and pizza and pasta all day long. So, you know, <laughs> whether it's their financial health or their physical health, it's all really important. And it's important for you as a parent to not give into what they want, but to give them what they need. That's a great way to end the show. So Tanya, where, where is a, where's the best place for people to learn more about Goal Setter and, and give it a shot? They can check us out at Goal Setter, G-O-A-L, Setter, S-E-T-T-E-R.co. And please do go sign your kids up. It's free to sign up to get their personalized url to share that personalized url with friends and family so there's no reason to not go and, and sign up and do it excellent and then and after that after you've signed up is there any uh transaction fee or how does that work just so everybody knows uh, the process absolutely so for gift givers there's a transaction fee of five percent on top of the gift that they give uh, but we've talked to a ton of people who are like what i don't have to ship anything with amazon i don't have to go and <laughs> buy so a- true <laughs> right I don't have to go and buy a $4 Hallmark card. Have you seen the price of cards in the stores lately? <laughs> they're insane. So, um, yeah. So, you know, if they're giving a, a, a $30 gift to your kid, then that 5% ends up being above 50, which, you know, most people have said, look, that's nothing compared to the other fees. I ancillary fees associated with gifting. Absolutely. Totally worth it. You heard it here, everybody. Goalsetter.co. Go and check it out. Thank you so much for your time today, Tanya. I really appreciate you spending it with me. Thank you, Andy. Man, that conversation could not have happened at a more appropriate time. My daughter Zoe will be six, six in February. (laughs) Getting advice from experts like Tanya helps me guide my little girl down the right path in life. Tanya said something pretty profound. She said that as parents, we want to give our kids a better life than we had. But that doesn't mean our kids should have no responsibility, no chores, no accountability. They need all of those things in order to have a better life than we did. That way, they can learn that hard work nets a reward. They can learn that if someone is relying on them, they can't let them down, especially family. 
I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Shoot me an email at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com. I know that parenting is a very sensitive subject. There is no one right way. Everyone has to do their own thing. But uh, the path of this conversation seems right to me. Now it's time to announce the Money Master of the Week. Instead of a person this week, I wanted to highlight an organization that I'm incredibly fond of, the National Endowment for Financial Education, or NEFI. (laughs) NEFI is an organization that is helping people all around the U.S. make empowered financial decisions to better their lives. Since we're talking about making our kids money geniuses today with Tanya, I thought I'd highlight NEFI's high school financial planning program. Do you remember the personal finance class you had in high school? Yeah, neither do I. (laughs) NEFI is working to change that by offering free lesson plans for teachers, educators, and instructors. NEFI's marketing director, Chelsea Norton, joins me today to tell us about this incredible organization. Spoiler alert, they're a fully funded endowment, so we're not asking anybody for money today. We just want you to be aware of this incredible free resource. Take it away, Chelsea. Yeah. So uh, the high school financial planning program, that is our oldest program. So it's been around for about 30 years. Um, as long as the endowment's been around, it was the very first one. Um, it's kind of been fun to see, you know, go back and see the evolution of the branding over the last 30 years. Cause as you can imagine, that's changed a lot. Um, and we serve, uh, over 800,000 students in high schools, um, um, and, and also homeschool and community organizations every year. So, um, we're really happy about the reach that it has. Um, we provide free, uh, lesson plans that can be taught in classrooms, um, in an instructor setting. Uh, but like I said, we also, we have a lot of, uh, people that do homeschooling that use the program as well. Um, youth, uh, education programs, corrections programs, et cetera. So essentially just any Anyone who is an instructor can use the program. That's so great. that's, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Very cool. So can you talk through some of the content in there? What, what, what would people learn from their instructor going through this program? Yeah, absolutely. So the content, there's so much to cover, especially for a young, you know, a younger kid or, or a young adult that doesn't have any background in financial, personal finance. Um, and, uh, and so we have taken all the different areas and tried to condense them into six, what we call modules. Um, and the modules cover it, really the basics. So it covers, um, investing, um, it covers lending services, understanding, you know, credit and loans. It covers just the basics of money management. It covers earning power when you get your first job. What does that look like? Understanding those kinds of things. It covers investing. And then uh, all of those modules can then be broken down into shorter uh, 45 minute chunks so that they can be taught in the classroom. So it can be a lot of material, but what we've tried to do is make it so that the instructor can decide what specifically they want to teach. And that can be done in a 45 minute chunk, or sometimes a period can be 90 minutes long and we'll have instructors that'll teach two in a row and they can teach from one subject area or all six of them and uh, basically set up the curriculum so that it works with whatever curriculum plan they have, however much time they have and whatever they want to teach. So is this meant to be like a a week-long addition to a current course, or is this a whole semester? How does this all work? 
That's a good question because it's really interesting. You know, there are very uh, the, the the minority of states require that the that personal finance is actually taught in high schools, and so that is not you don't get a semester long course in it anymore. I don't know if you did when you were younger, but nope. I was like <laughs> just on the very last, like you know, one of the last, and um, in, in my state, and so uh, so we recognize that there's not necessarily going to be time dedicated to this, and so oftentimes we rely on instructors teachers in schools to decide that they want to teach it. And so oftentimes that will be a social studies teacher, a business teacher, a math teacher. And so they'll be incorporating this into the curriculum that they've already designed. So if they're teaching some kind of a math concept, but they're like, I really need to get personal finance instruction into my kids' lives, then they'll take a portion of their time through the semester and they'll basically just incorporate this. So it really depends. Um, Definitely not designed to take a whole semester because we understand that they have to incorporate it in with their curriculum, but teachers can stretch it out, you know? So we've definitely had people that have incorporated into a good, like a term, you know, six weeks, um, longer. And, and then we've also had people that just use it, you know, a couple of them in the classroom, a couple of times for 45 minutes. That's great. So talk about how the materials packaged up. Is it booklets, videos, tests? What, what, how does it all work? Yeah, all of the above. Okay, cool. <laughs> so yeah, so we we have an instructor manual, and that comes with basically all of the modules and everything that the instructor would need in their own kind of little textbook. And then we also have six modules that are little workbooks for the students um, that are on paper. And then um, basically, what we do this is this is one of the other things that's so great about um, Nefi's program, the high school program, is that um, we recognize that not every teacher has access to multimedia stuff in the classroom. Not every student has a computer. Um, not every student even has a phone. And so we provide all the materials printed on paper and we ship them at our cost. So all a teacher needs to do is tell us how many students they're going to be teaching this to. And we mail it out to them. We mail them the workbooks, we mail them the, um, the instructor manual. And then we also have the full slide decks, um, teaching notes, worksheets and handouts, all that stuff that's available on the website. So all an instructor has to do is essentially go onto the website, tell us how many booklets they want shipped and and then they can start downloading all of the lesson plans, the packs, the manuals and everything online. They could also just download and print out the student manuals online, which sometimes teachers will, will choose to do. It doesn't really matter to us. Um, but that's basically how they can get it. So it's everything all together that a teacher would need to teach one of these lesson plans. Essentially, they could just they don't have to be a subject matter expert by any means. They just have to be interested in teaching it. This is great. I, I love it. I love that this exists. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Me too. <laughs> do you have um, Do you have some examples? You guys said you've been doing this for quite a while. Do you have some examples mm-hmm. of schools or teachers that have utilized this and had some uh, had some good success? Yeah. I mean, you know, we get teacher testimonials all the time. People just really love the program. And we have teachers that have been using the program for decades. And one of the the crazy things, every once in a while, we'll get an instructor who will order, uh, you know, they'll put in an order, a new order from us. And they'll say, I was taught this in high school, and I love it. And that's why I'm teaching it. And we're like, you know, for me, that's crazy, because I've only been with Nefi, you know, I'm fairly young, I've only been with Nefi for four years. And there are people that it has been, you know, it had such an impact on that they came back to us when they became teachers. Um, so we get a, we get a decent amount of that. Um, I also was just at the jumpstart conference, which is uh, jumpstart is a coalition of financial literacy, people who care about financial literacy. Um, and we had the opportunity to talk to some of our teachers there and film a few uh, video interviews with them that we're going to kind of put up on our social media and stuff. And it was really great to hear how, 
um, how much they find the program is helpful and how passionate they are um, and how impressed they are by the students and the way the students kind of incorporate the uh, lessons that they have, that they learn into their daily lives. So they get those anecdotes all the time from students who then went home and had a conversation with their parents about money or talked to their you know younger sibling about it. Um, in particular, I wanted to call it, you know, we are taught in all 50 states, um, but I was trying to think of a good example to give you um, of uh, one school in particular. And, um, and we talked about when I was speaking with the program director yesterday, um, she reminded me of Aztec high school. So what they're doing, um, is they are, they've basically embedded the program into their service learning program. So, um, that's the kind of program where a high schooler can go and they can actually work and, you know, get some work experience, get some job experience. And at the same time, it's an education component. So they get education credit as well. And that they have kind of a partnership with JROTC, um, that they're doing their service learning program through and they teach our modules as part of that um, program. So what's really cool is that those students in particular get to work and apply the personal finance education that they're getting through using the high school program immediately to the job and have that in-classroom experience. So it's really cool. So that's that's like, I mean, for us, that's like, you know, bread and butter, like it's all there, it's packaged up together, they get money, they learn how to, you know, make the best choices with it done. (laughs) That's incredible. I think you guys are doing incredible work and what a great organization to do this. It's really, I mean, when you hear the news about the amount of student loan debt in the country and the amount of people that are relying on credit cards to get by, uh, it's organizations like this that give me hope. So I I appreciate you taking the time to to speak with me today. Uh, If people are interested in incorporating this into their school, where is the best place for them to go? So if you're listening and you're an instructor, uh, the best thing to do is just go to the high school program website. It's, um, it's HSFPP high school financial planning program.org and they can create a free account there and immediately start ordering the materials. So it's just a 30 second sign up process. Again, there's no cost to do it. You just basically have to sign up so that we know where we're sending booklets. Um, and, and that's great. And also just a reminder that if you teach as a community educator, uh, if you're a girl scouts troop leader, if you are a community uh, instructor, you teach in a corrections facility, et cetera, you don't have to just be a high school teacher, but you do have to be a teacher in order to access the materials that way. However, if you're a parent and you want this in your kid's school, we do have some materials to help you to talk to your uh, principals, your educators, your administrators to get it into the school. So go to the same website, go to hsfpp.org and then click on about the program and you'll see all the resources we have for trying to make the case for getting this into the school if you don't have it. And you said even for um, parents who do homeschooling, this is an option. Even homeschool. Exactly. A parent who does homeschool is considered an instructor. They can sign up and grab the access the materials just like anybody else. Excellent. Well, this is a great program. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me about it today and uh, enjoy your lovely day there in Denver. Thanks so much, Andy. Thanks for talking to me. I really appreciate it. All the best to you. It is incredible to know that organizations like this exist. Financial education is so important for our kids. When they understand how to plan, save, and invest at a young age, their chances for staying out of debt and giving themselves an awesome financial life go up tenfold. Notice how I said giving themselves, not us giving it to them. This way, we're teaching our kids to fish, to take care of themselves, instead of uh, cooking that fish for them when they're 28 and still living in our basement. (laughs) Chelsea and Nefi, congratulations for being our Money Masters of the Week. 
If you missed some of the resources and links mentioned in today's show, I've got you covered. Go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 62 to check them out in the show notes. I would love to hear your thoughts as well, guys, in the comment section about all of this material, especially the conversation I had with Tanya. How do you work with your kids on raising them and making them to be smart with money? I'm a young father. I don't have all the answers. I'm very interested to hear what everybody else is doing. So again, marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 62. Before we head out for the day, I wanted to thank everyone who joined me in spreading joy and happiness in your community this holiday season. We threw out a request to the Marriage Kids and Money community to join us in randomly surprising their neighbors in need with a $100 bill. A Benjamin. (laughs) Here are some of the folks that joined us in our little adventure last week. Peyton from Virginia. He was actually the architect of this idea. Madeline from Texas. Safina and Shiraz from Michigan. They joined Nicole, Zoe, Calvin, and I in person when we went to the the Salvation Army in Pontiac, Michigan, which was quite an experience. I've posted a whole article on that on my website. Uh, let's see who else. Elizabeth from Texas, Marla from Michigan, and all the other dozens of people who shared their special ways of giving in their community. One of my favorite tactics was the stealth grocery store credit card swipe. (laughs) Both Janet from New Jersey and Nikki from Hawaii, they use this strategy for paying, uh, for families who are up at the grocery counter. It's either a, a young mother or Uh, a family with children or an elderly person that's paying for their groceries and they're in the midst of counting their change or coupons to get it all done. And Janet tells me that uh, she walks up and says, an anonymous donor has paid for your groceries today. And then she swipes the card and then takes off. That way (laughs) she can't reveal by saying it's an anonymous donor. She can't reveal who it is. So it's almost like a secret thing that they felt like they've been blessed. So anyway, too fun. I think that's great. I'm so happy to be connected in this community. It's opened me up to the absolute joy of giving. And I'm so glad that I've been able to do these experiences with my two small kids. They're young, but I've noticed that they are absolutely watching every move we make as parents. That's why I want to make those moves the best they can be. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Dennis Waitley. The greatest gift you can give your children are the roots of responsibility and the wings of independence. Merry Christmas, everyone. Carpe diem. 